You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Tim McMaster here, along with Richard Justice, who is stepping in for A.J. Casavell, who is off, I think, on his honeymoon, Richard. So good for him when it's frigid here in the northeast where I am. <laughs> uh, good to know that he's uh, celebrating, hopefully, on a beach somewhere. But thank you for joining us, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Tim. It's going to be a Padres kind of year. It certainly is. There's reason to be optimistic in 2018, I think, if you're a Padres fan. So let's get right into it because there is some uh, newsworthy stuff going on as well. And it's the same story we've been hearing since the very start of the offseason. And that's Eric Hosmer and the Padres. But the latest reports are that Hosmer has been offered a seven-year deal by the Padres. There's other reports that the Royals have also offered him a seven-year deal. Uh, The money with the Padres... Some people have said around $140 million, and then that was kind of poo-pooed a little bit that it wasn't quite that much. Either way, that is a serious commitment by the Padres for a long time in a situation where they're not quite ready to win yet, Richard. Yeah, um, here's the way I look at that. Uh, A.J. Preller, the general manager of the Padres, is great at accumulating talent, and he spent a couple of years doing that. And a couple of years, giving those young players a, play, a chance to play Margot and Hedges and Perella, Lash, Hunter, Hunter Renfro, they have they're stocked with pitching at Double A, really high end pitching prospects. And I think the bottom line is, is in that division, he feels it's time to take a step forward, and that Eric Hosmer would help them do that. And also, Tim, the con would be. Your best player, Will Myers, is going to have to play the outfield, I would assume. Eric Hosmer is a first baseman. That's the con. The pro is everything else. The, Tim, the Padres scored 604 runs last year. That's 35 fewer than any other team. Eric Hosmer is 28 years old. These kind of players, 28-year-olds that have, that have four gold gloves and have been to the World Series twice and ha- had an 8-8-2 OPS last season when your team had a 6-9-2 they don't come on the market that often. So, you know, Andy Green can now, if let's say they sign Eric Hosmer, Andy Green can walk into his office every day and say, okay, i got two guys I can build my lineup around. Will Myers, who had 30 homers last year, and Eric Hosmer. I can go up and I can go down from there. Ultimately, you and, you and I both know it's going to be how quickly do the young guys come around, particularly the young pitchers. Uh, but it makes sense on every level. And, uh, and looking at it from Hosmer's standpoint, I know him well enough to know that he feels a great loyalty to the Royals, and his heart will be tugged to go back there. On the other hand, I think most of us would agree San Diego is the greatest place in America to live. <laughs> and the ballpark is beautiful, and the fish tacos are wonderful. So, And you be part of building something. So that that's my take on it. I think it would be a great fit. And, uh, you know, I, and I also know that Eric is probably getting ready, getting antsy. Like, where am I going to be? Where, where am I going to live in spring training and all of that? This would be a this would be a win win. Of course, the key to living happily in San Diego is being able to afford it, which Hosmer sure. would be able to with one hundred and forty million dollars. <laughs> he would be able sure. to afford. He could be right by Petco Park, and there's lots of nice places to get coffee on his way to the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned something interesting there, and that's the experience factor. Obviously, they want to get 
his bat and his glove on the field. But how much of this, and maybe maybe the even the need to to overpay if needed, how much of it is the fact that he has won, he's been a part of a championship team, he's been a glue guy in that clubhouse. Everybody says he's tremendous in the clubhouse, and you have so many young players. Just getting somebody in there other than Will Myers that other players can look to for leadership and all of that. Yeah, I mean he's the ultimate in that, you know, and. I mean, it, that, they had a whole bunch of those guys in Kansas City. Alex Gordon, Sal Perez, Mike Moustakas when he was there. But Eric might have been the first among equals of those. He was the guy that Ned Yost would go to after BP and say, how are we looking tonight? What, you know, what's the, in other words, what's the vibe? Are the boys ready to play? How's it going? Or, you know, something needs to be said or something. They sort of policed themselves. Those guys had come up together. But there was an it factor with Eric Hosmer that anybody who's been around him, and I'm telling you, Tim, he's one of those guys that if you spend 45 seconds with him, you will understand. He's one of those guys. He's a tall guy. He was a guy that owns the room when he comes in. And also, look, he's he, where the Padres want to go, Eric Hosmer has been. Back-to-back World Series, won a World Series, played a game, played one of the classic Game 7s of a World Series and, and didn't win it. Um, he brings a, an it factor to it. You know, there, nothing that they do – will be new to him. All right, so we will keep monitoring that and hopefully a decision coming soon for Hosmer and really all of the big-name free agents who are still available, most of them represented at this point by Scott Boris. Uh, the Padres have made or reportedly made a couple other moves to bring back veteran pitchers who are familiar with San Diego. That's Tyson Ross and Chris Young, a couple of guys who have played for the Padres in the past. These are those classic uh, low-risk Hope to catch yeah. lightning in a bottle type moves, right, Richard? Yeah, that, and they know these guys. I mean, you know, as recently as 2015, Tyson Ross made 30 starts. They're they're different places. Uh, he made 33 starts in 2015. They're different places in their career. Tyson Ross is 30 years old. When he has been healthy, and I don't think he was healthy with the Rangers last year. And the Rangers signed him in that same kind of deal. Make good, show us. Get, we're going to give you a chance and all that. But when he's been healthy, he's a top of the rotation guy. I don't, I don't know if he's a number one, but he's a two or a three. And so you know, he's all after all he's been through. He's still only thirty years old. They have good memories of him. It's a pitcher's ballpark, which the American League West is. You know, when pitching in Arlington, pitching in Houston, those are not pitchers' ballparks. So it's 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 a matter of creating competition. This offseason, AJ Preller has gone out. Of, and gotten Ross and Chris Young, and also in that, remember the trade with the Yankees, he got Brian Mitchell, who's 26 years old and has made nine career starts, has one of those high upside arms. So as we look at, the, at their roster today, the Padres are probably going to have 10 guys competing for five spots, and I'm not even counting that they have all kinds of pitching prospects at, uh, at AA, Eric Lauer and Cal Cantrell. So, I mean, they're, they're best guys are at double-A, and, you know, when guys get to double-A, you can come quickly from there. And just, just a word about Chris Young, who's 38 years old. He's been to hell and back in his career, pitched in the world, won a World Series game, been hurt, you know, looked at like his career was over. He's a guy that brings an it factor, too. And let's face it, the guy's six foot ten. When he walks in the room, everybody notices it. But in Ross and Young, you get guys that have pitched there before, that love the city, that that have a have a fondness for the franchise, and it's just you know when they show up the first day of spring training, it's going to be guys that have been around, that know the know the clubbies, know the trainers, know everybody, 
And so the young guys, and especially those young double-A pitchers, Jacob Nix and those guys, are going to have someone sort of to follow. Ultimately, it always comes down to how much you produce. But that that intangible, um, you know, what's Chris Young doing at 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning in spring training? Um, sort of a mentor and can say things that, you know, your pitching coach and your manager uh, can't say because he still got the uniform on. Carter Capps has avoided arbitration with the Padres. One-year deal, just over a million dollars. Richard, obviously, he had thoracic outlet surgery in September. He's battling back from that. Um, he's a guy that, that when right, we'll have to decide about his delivery and how the league thinks upon that. But when right, he's been very good. What can he bring to this Padres team if he can make it back Well, healthy? let's just say you have Brad Hand and Carter Capps in those last three innings of the game. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they both pitched at the, at the end of games. Brad Hand will be the closer. But Carter Capps brings a guy, an experience factor, even though he's just 27 years old. You know, the guy has been in 129 games. So he missed all of 2016, pitched 11 games last year. I'm presuming he's going to be healthy. But if you look at his numbers, the last time he was really healthy, when he pitched for 30 games for the Marlins and for Don Mattingly in 2015, he was really good. I mean, really good. His his base runners per nine innings was like .8. And... Uh, you know, so you be, you know, we're just as we're talking about Hosmer and, and Myers gives Andy Green a chance to build the lineup. Well, when Andy starts to build his bullpen, now you can start. We've got two guys at the end of the at the back of our bullpen that have had success in the big leagues, and then you it makes it. You know, you're trying to get those last seven, eight, nine, ten outs. That makes your makes it makes the team better. AJ has put up a story on Padres.com, five questions facing the Padres in 2018. I wanted to get your take on a few of these, Richard. We won't go through them all. We'll tease it so that people go check out the article. But one of them ties in with what you were just talking about. That's Brad Hand. And AJ's question was, what happens to Brad Hand? Because the trade rumors have been flying ever since really last year, early on in the year when he got off to the great start, all the way up to the trade deadline and until now. Well, I think a lot of teams would hope the Padres would start about 10 and 40 and that A.J. <laughs> Preller would want to trade Brad Hand. Um, in a perfect world, it's just the opposite. You hope they get off to a good start and that they need Brad to close, plug, close down games. But in this market, Alex Colome, I, I still am convinced that the Rays are going to trade him. Addison Reed and Greg Holland are still on the market. So... You know, there's still going to have to be a shakedown period. But Brad Hand is a left-hander who was really, really good the, uh, the last two years. And for his career, for his last uh, two years, has been top five, ten relievers. And he throws on the, from the left side. You know, I, I just I live in Houston, and I know the Astros are, would love to get him, would add, love to add him as the final piece of the offseason. So far, though, A.J. Preller... And he did this last summer. He didn't get a price he was comfortable with because he thought, he thought Brad had a, a certain value. Brad pitched 154 games the last two years. And, and, uh, and so right now, I, I, I just think like with free agency, we don't know what the market is on Brad Hand. If I had a, a dollar to put on it, I would say he's going to pitch the ninth inning the first time the Padres have a lead next season. And hopefully they get off to a great start and they're competing and and Brad has to pitch in big games down the stretch. Otherwise, he would be a very hot commodity. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, under the offense a little bit, can Will Myers bounce back? They certainly need that. Yeah, you know, um, I would take the other side of that. I would say bounce back from what? 
Uh, he had a 328 on base percentage. He had 30 homers and 20 stolen bases. You know, and I know he set a high standard, and when you, you've been declared the franchise guy, 792 OPS is not good enough. But he did have a career best in home runs, walks, and OPSs. And I think some of that goes back to who's in the lineup behind you. Are you going to expand the strike zone? Are you going to have the discipline to put down the bat and walk to first base? It's tough to do that. And he's not a veteran guy. And, and that's where having an Eric Hosmer, uh, I would assume, behind him, uh, or well, that they could hit two and three. I don't know how that's going to work. But having a, an Eric Hosmer in the lineup with him would help that a lot. But I, my opinion of him didn't change last year. I think the guy is, is really, really good. And as the team gets better around him, he's going to get much better. One more of these for you, and it ties in with that a little bit. Can Matt Stairs fix the Padres' on-base woes? It's a different voice. The guy played 19 seasons for 12 organizations, and he's 49 years old. He played in 2011. He, at the end of his career, he's one of those guys when he walked in the room, you know, Matt Stairs is here. That man, we're going to have a few laughs. But he, beyond that, he knows what winning baseball is. And I just think it's for the Padres, it's a chance to – just to sit down with Margot and Renfro and Hedges and those guys and just talk ball with them, get them in the cage at you know it's six and seven o'clock during spring training in the morning and find out what they're all about and give them a game plan every day. I'm not saying they didn't already have that, but it's it's there may be a different way to to approach it and all of that. Um, I, I mean I think it's a really good hire. He's certainly not a guy who was known for on-base percentage in his playing <laughs> career, but different things. No, but he's known for big hits. Yeah, absolutely was. Pinch hitting for sure. Speaking of pinch hitting, Richard, thanks for doing that here on the podcast this week. Thank you, Tim. That'll do it for MLB.com Extras, our Padres edition. For Richard Justice, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. <laughs>